Hi, everybody. I'm Robin Willis, and welcome to another episode of Expat Stories, where we present tales about life in expatria, a place where home really is where the heart is. This episode's storyteller is Mark Peters, and was recorded on February 21st, 2013, at the Mucho Centro Arte in Barcelona, Spain. I am from Idaho. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean much in terms of being an expat. It's a long way from here. And I've actually lived here for 17 years now. Now, the one thing about being from Idaho when you are an expat is that almost nobody, nobody knows where the hell that is. It's like being in Cincinnati and saying you're from Badajoz. Nothing but blank stares and eyes of someone concentrating searching deep into their memory banks to try and find something, any reference possible, which might result in a more intelligent comment than, oh, that's nice. You get used to this, of course. In fact, those of us from Idaho are already used to this. It's not even many of our fellow Americans even know where it is. But here in Spain, it's usually, oh, yes, that's in the middle of the country where they grow corn, right? No, 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 that's Iowa. Ah, that's the place that's always in the news about your elections. No, no, that's Ohio. It's in the west, I say, the northwest. I tell them it's up near Seattle. Everyone's heard of Seattle. So even though it's a 1,000 miles from Idaho, they're still both technically in the northwest. And distances are relative when you're this far away. Their eyes start searching deeper into the memory banks. Ah, yes, I know. My own private Idaho. (laughs) Of course, that was a great movie. That's what they say. As if somehow the state and the movie, God forbid, were one and the same thing. Now, why is it that every living person in this country that we live in now has seen this movie and remembers it, every detail? Was it run 5,000 times on Channel 2 on Sunday afternoons. Now, we all know that, what that expression means and why they use it as a movie title, why there were songs written with that title, you know, the B-52 song. You are so damn isolated from everyone around you that you are living in your own private Idaho. Something that when growing up there, we thought was really funny because, well, there we knew everyone. So when I grew up, I moved, like everyone else. After going to school in Boise, I went to Seattle, hence my connection at it being next to Idaho. And following the line of incremental steps, I moved to New York. Now, that is a whole other series of stories there, and there are many, but skipping ahead. Uh, After a few years there, I met a woman. And of course, like with many expats, one thing led to the other, and one day I woke up and found myself married and living in Spain, completely and we had sold everything and moved there with just a suitcase, and I was happy. Now, I really wanted to get into life here. I learned Spanish. It didn't take long because my wife refused to speak to me in English after we moved here. Um, I started a business and started working, and I started to get involved in what was to be my new country. What I thought, no? Now, those of you who are long-term expats We'll probably know how, after a while, you start to lose a bit of the connection you have with where you are from. 
And eventually, you get to the awkwardly blissful place of not really belonging 100% to where you live, but also no longer belonging 100% to where you're from. And especially if the places are as different from each other as Barcelona and southeastern Idaho. You go back and see the people in the shopping mall climbing out of their big trucks, which they drive at 20 miles an hour while sipping lattes, and think, wow, was I one of them once? I was. But that's typical of being an expat. We swing back and forth between, I hate living here, I love living here. But that lack of concrete belonging is, at times, sad. But let me tell you about my wife now. She's Basque. Now, the funny thing about a guy from Idaho marrying a Basque woman is that at one time, there was a lot of Basque immigration to Idaho. Parts of the state are filled with people with names like Doug Echeverria, whose grandfather or great-grandfather was a chorizo-slinging sheep herder up in the hills on the Snake River Plain, probably wondering what the hell he'd been thinking before boarding that ship parting from Bilbao. The Basque community of Idaho, though, still keeps their heritage alive. In the plaza of the state's capital, they have a flag tiled into the pavement, a Basque flag. I think it is also the only place in the world where you can actually get a doctorate of Basque studies. I don't even think you can do that in the Basque country. Now, my wife being Basque and us living in Spain, we go to the Basque country on family visits at certain times of the year. Christmas, in the summer, in the spring. These days, we go quite a lot. Some years ago, we went hiking on one trip up into the mountains that are plentiful there. We ended up getting caught in a rainstorm and coming down to the road drenched and without transportation, we decided to hitchhike. We were on this small, middle-of-nowhere road and eventually, off in the distance, we saw this old, tiny car coming towards us. And fortunately, the driver graciously stops for us, and we climb inside. And we soon discover that the man driving is an old man, about 80-some years old, traveling with his grandson. The man speaks only Basque. And he listens to the translations from Spanish that his grandson is giving him. They ask us questions, small talk. What are you doing? How are you? Where? And finally, where are you from? This is translated to the old man. And then suddenly, the mass-speaking man turns towards me and in perfect American English says, Oh yeah, we conquered those lands a century ago. Unbelievably, this man had spent 20 years as a chorizo-slinging shepherd in the Snake River Plain in Idaho. <laughs> he so we drove on. He dropped us off at a village where we could catch a bus to get back home. And then in the village, I noticed in the center of the plaza, there was one of those corny signposts with arrows pointing in all different directions that say things like Rome, 1,600 kilometers. Well, on that post was a sign that said Idaho, 8,400 kilometers. And I thought, my God, these people know where Idaho is. <laughs> and they know everything about it. From that moment on, I began to see that there, yes, everyone did know where it was. And even more, to them, it seemed perfectly natural that a guy from Idaho would marry a girl from Bilbao. 
I can tell you that in Idaho, we had never, ever made that connection. <laughs> but as it is, we live here in Barcelona. By happy choice, because we know that it would not work for us in Bilbao, nor Idaho, nor New York, nor any place but here. But Barcelona is a world away from either place. But, as always, that feeling of not belonging completely is always still there. And yet still, when I go to Idaho, I also feel the same way. And so we go on. But a few times a year, we do get this special moment when I can go to this place with all the people with unpronounceable names, where I have a wonderful time, a warmth, even though I've never lived there. I'm not from there. I don't speak the local language. I have no understanding of their customs. Why? And then one day it dawned on me. Yes, I have created my own private Idaho. A place where I am so damn isolated from everything else in my life that I feel completely, utterly connected and at home. Thank you. That was Mark Peters, who was a photographer, husband, and dad with a large family of Bosque in-laws. For more information and stories, go to expatstories.org. That's expat with an X. Music by Three Leg Torso, and thanks for listening.